well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. It is the Disinformed Podcast. I am Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. I'm and really... we are happy to have you back, as always. And that, I believe, is going to start a trend for Season 2, as I'm going to have new free-formed intros and outros. Ooh. I really like it. Um, I'm also glad that you referenced one, my ca- or MCR. One. <laughs> uh, also, the, the reads of My Immortal, because uh, confession, until this week, I, I've listened back to our episode propers. But I never listened to Michael's edits of My Immortal just because when we're doing it, I feel so dead inside that I don't want to re-listen. But Fair. this week, I, I listened to last week's uh, My Immortal readings, and Michael, you do such a good job editing those. Oh, thank um, you. I, I didn't know that you cut out all the uh, nonsense that Shane and I do. So, so is this a normal occurrence where like all the times that we moan and say fucking kill me now you edit those out no if it if it's like there's a little bit more than that like if you say fucking kill me and then you say something else or if it sounds funny then i'll keep it but otherwise if you're like you misread a word and you're like fucking kill me and then you go right back into it it breaks the flow too much I, for me. I like your uh, your creative decisions that you've made with the editing and i would say probably the real hero of uh the, the end of season one is your increasingly competent editing skills. Yes. It takes a little bit longer, but you know what? I like it. I like the the quality that turns out. It most certainly is a vast improvement from <laughs> the dry reads that we wind up with. And kudos to our first actual on-air guest that we just plopped in with no fanfare whatsoever last week. Oh, that's so, right. Thank you to a fervent listener the reason that i went with that and we can talk about this on air because i don't mind impugning our our friend and bandmate i knew sam would not have listened to a goddamn thing that we have done on here and would have no frame of reference so if i tried to say now say the one at the end of this line it would have been completely lost on it and i would have wasted way too much time trying to produce so i went melissa's listened to every episode but honey do you want to do this she's like do i get to say one i was like please say the one (laughs) Love so it. it was it was great. I, thought, I appreciated it. Yeah. I thought that it would have been funny to give Sam the the sheet, kind of like uh, how they talked about like the Sopranos and other series as they're ending. Like they wouldn't hand you the whole episode; they'd only hand you the scene that you're in. So just like no context, and be like, "Hey, Sam, say this and say the one after it, and then scream no." <laughs> uh, and just do it. We're gonna plop it in. But I agree with you that the uh, and I think we're only what three and a half minutes into this episode anyway. Yeah. So she might hear this. I don't think I agree with you, Shane. I think she would have found a way to fumble fuck that. <laughs> I I feel like there's a weird memento thing that happens in our life <laughs> where John forgets how she can bamboozle shit and thinks that he can just give her no information, no frame of reference, and she is going to get on his wavelength organically. And I see it every time we make a decision or we try to come to a conclusion about how to do something or any band consensus. And John will gloss it over like, yeah, just uh, just send all the people to the band camp to get masks and and not say anything else. And I'm like, oh, God, you just here it comes. created a tornado. And then I see it hit our texts and 17 texts later, I'm like, I'm going to fucking put a bullet in my brain. Why did you do this? <laughs> 
So you chose yeah. to do this. This is your life now. Yep. Brought this I was upon like, yourself. Well, you never give her any you know, open field to interpret because then it's 12 hours later, she's drunk and she's giving you a dissertation as to why her anxiety won't let her function like a normal human being. Oh, well, geez. I was going to say that she is she is one PayPal or Venmo question away from getting uh, privileges revoked for handling our finances. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told Logan that the other day, and he goes, "He goes, oh, so you mean I won't get accused of stealing ticket money ever again when it wasn't even me to begin with, and there wasn't even an issue?" <laughs> <sighs> well, anyway, that's a that's some laundry. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Hi, welcome out. back. In case you're not familiar, we're in a band called Damn the Weather that's going to break up next month. So, <laughs> and we, I'm Michael. We appreciate those six years. <laughs> and I'm Michael. Uh, yeah, we've actively been trying to uh, to implode for years now, and uh, God just won't fucking take us, no matter how many times I s- put my head in front of the moving train. We're like just Ebony. Like I keep cutting my wrists every time I get frustrated, and I can't die until this week. So as we uh, as we talk about cresting into season two and growing into our new personalities, um, I do have DJ Sneaky Snake. Uh, working on permanent music for us. And at the very least, he said, if there's no rush or no, like, he said, you know, if we have time to give, that he'll he'll do his, he'll try his hand. I told him I want something like a little, like, kind of what we've been doing in the last couple episodes. It's almost like a lo-fi hip-hop yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, no, I've, li- I've been digging what you've been little, sending. Little East yeah. Coast vibey kind of stuff going on. And he was like, hey, I have a buddy who, you know, won some contests for making lo-fi beats. I can give you his contact info. The only thing is I'm I'm... With DJ Sneaky Snake, I can probably buy him a four pack of beer, and he would be—he would give us Down. the yeah. music most likely, and I would be happy to pay him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With his friend, because I, I went and scoped it out. It is legitimate. Like this guy is probably on playlists that I listen to uh, while doing things, and Ugh. I know for a fact <laughs> that I don't want to spend the money that he would charge. I was going to say, you need to have Becky take out a second mortgage on her house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that being said, soon we will have official music. So we can put, at the end of season one, maybe we can put Uncle Touchy to bed. (gasps) Oh, man. Why do we have to kill Uncle Touchy? End of an era. He has to pay for what he's done in the puzzle basement. (laughs) I mean, it is fitting with the times. We would be catching up to the, the, you know, sort of modern pulverization of everything prurient. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> um okay and i know i know these haven't gone over but i don't how am i gonna tackle this you're fired well, we're shane, we are not touching twitter no i'm not touching twitter at all um shane insulted my character at the end of last episode and he's gonna <laughs> claim he's gonna claim that he did mm. it to you know reverse psychology the situation but he was just being a dick and he and said, yet I managed to reverse psychology the situation. And he said that I would not fall on the sword for Michael. And I've done it because I am a golden god and I am a genius. And I opened up five fucking tabs and I do have a presentation today. So as I as I was referring to earlier, where you know John has not learned from living with Sam. I have learned from living with John. So this is how I get everything done in the band is I say, you know, you never produce anything and you're a waste of fucking life. And he's like, I'll show you. I'll write the 12 songs. Yeah. And so there we are. Now John's hosting an episode. So in that vein, what we tend to do here for those of you who are uninitiated is we will present a random esoteric topic 
And in the midst of presenting the facts about it to one another, whoever is presenting the topic will lie about it. So it is then incumbent upon the other two co-hosts to ferret out those lies, pull them up out of the holes, smack them on the booty, and yell posse. Yes. And there are no points for correct answers, and we have now gotten to the point where we have to game the system, and there are subsets of lies, apparently, because we've had multiple instances now where the lie is multifaceted, <laughs> either between Michael or myself. So John's upping his game as well to, to dive in. And so Mr. Watkins... You are going to bring some canonical closure to something that has been a, a through line for the bulk of several episodes now. Well, let me read. I or I wrote something. It's very <gasps> short. It's a sentence. Oh, man. And this is the start of my research notes. They're called research notes. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> that comes later. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe season two of Disinformed will see young adult novels or young adult novel plot summaries but for now we need to address the feathered fiction at hand indeed <laughs> but first because you cut me off <laughs> because you know what's coming and it's gonna keep on coming jurassic park update i only got one uh... all right squeezy e give it to me didn't make a dinosaur today instead we made a beautiful baby boy Please, everybody, say hi to Victor. And then there's a picture of an adorable-looking baby. And then within 30 minutes, there's an update. Victor attacked a visitor and had to be assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you may have won me back slightly with that one. <laughs> I'll admit. I realized I needed to have one going in. I couldn't just randomly search for him this time. I, I had, a, had a plan of attack. You had to mine for the gold before you could give it to us. All right. And by those gold, I mean something that's hoppy and going in your nostrils. Mm-hmm. Birds are not real. <gasps> Gasp. And we're going to talk about it a lot. <gasps> so we're going to start. So that's, that's the topic, since the listeners don't know. We're going to talk about the birds aren't real conspiracy, mm -hmm. uh, which started as a joke in my head uh, that I saw peripherally on Instagram, and now it's just a constant source of happiness for me. I think it's what's carried me through. I think I found out about this company right when COVID started. And you hold on close to the little things that make you laugh during this time. So we're going to start with an article from a Chicago publication as a nice little preamble. Uh, and then I'm going to try and speed through it a little bit because the next section uh, is going to be lengthy. Mm. And there will be three lies throughout our episode. Well cool. played. Are they just numbers? Yes, and oh. you, you caught one of the lies right there. I was going to say, first lie, birds. So this is from uh, blockclubchicago.org, and it's from November of 2018. Oh. Eye-catching flyers imploring citizens to wake up to the fact that birds aren't real and are instead government surveillance drones have quickly spread around Chicago neighborhoods in the world. The birds aren't real message in bold, heavy equipment font has been posted around Chicago and more than 50 cities nationwide by members of what 20-year-old Birds Aren't Real founder Peter McIndo calls the Bird Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 100% real campaign. At first it can seem absurd, but after looking into the fundamentals by which the movement is run by, it gives a lot of legitimacy to those three words. Birds aren't real. And to be honest, most sea life needs to be questioned too, McIndo mm. said. The group claims the U.S. government, Russia, and China replaced all real birds with spy drones disguised as birds in 2001 
and officials have hidden this fact from the American public. Now, I have mentioned previously that there is a basis in science fiction for this notion. Uh, have I? Did I talk about this previously that you recall? Do you all remember no, this? I don't so think there's a Michael's Philip blacked K... out. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, a... Where am I? Good gracious. There's a Philip K. Dick novel that was published, I think, uh, mid-60s, early 70s, called Vulcan's Hammer, mm. where in a very Matrix-like fashion, all the technology on the planet has become sentient, and because it's self-aware... It has begun to monitor and sort of big brother humanity. Okay. And one of the ways that it does so is that it generates these machine or mechanized birds that have video cameras. And Dick is very into this. He's had in the uh, the most recent book that I read as well, he actually had insects that have cameras attached to them. So there's something about this odd paranoia that floats with that. But so the there is an actual basis for somebody probably read... That same story that I did and went, oh, yeah, the surveillance drone birds. Now, my question for you is, do you think, what do you think Richard Moorcock thinks about Dick's uh, books on birds? He simply cannot get enough of Dick. (laughs) He has longed for all of his works in such a way that it throbs inside him and he just needs more. (laughs) That release. Well, many of the supporters of Birds Aren't Real don't actually believe that. Are you sure of that? I'm pretty darn sure. I'm going to call bullshit. I think they're all 100% in belief of it. Not a lie. Oh. Because the campaign is meant to highlight the fact that we are living in a post-truth era, Mikendo mm. said. Mikendo said the campaign is an awareness movement that hopes to achieve his parents' love and adoration, as well as public unity through the disbelief in avian beings. Can I also just say Mikendo to me sounds like a character from season two of The Wire. That's fair. I still need to... I, I'm watching everybody. The Sopranos now, so I'll get to The Wire next. All right. Mick and Doe. Mick and Doe down in a corner, though, so everybody be careful. It does. Also, I'm not going to disparage him because we shouldn't uh, judge him by how he looks, but he looks like a very traditional nerd. He looks oh, like good. Revenge of the Nerds-esque nerd. Oh, like suspenders, really big, probably broken glasses in the middle, tape in the middle. In the Easy fridge. up there. Didn't mean to trigger you. Uh, so mc mc chris had sex with its pat and somehow managed to create some strange progeny that wandered out and claimed birds aren't real i'm gonna pretend that i understood everything that you said those were some good references there i like them Mm -hmm. yeah so mckendo says we want to spread knowledge that has not previously been known however there have been some haters Mm. We get a surprising amount of hate mail with people asking if I've ever dissected a bird. They tell me, birds are totally real. Zach added, the whole thing is a joke, but the reason it's funny is how seriously we take it. Mikendo said he has been accused of making observational performance art many times. Mm. To which he says, I find that claim absurd. If you look at the heart of what we're saying, our opinion should be given just as much validity as anyone else's. So these folks are a tangent of the flying spaghetti monster. I was yes. thinking the exact uh, same thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mikendo claims he sees birds disguised as drones constantly with the quote, I see them every day. Every bird I see, I am aware it is a surveillance drone from above sending footage, recordings to the Pentagon. <laughs> and then, the, uh, Can uh, I call bullshit on that quote? That is not a bullshit quote. Oh, I man. love it so Brilliant. much. Well done. Okay. Uh, so the uh, the article ends on this quote. 
and it's the psychology of Americans in their 20s is they're going through one of the most intense socio-political eras America has ever seen. I think that Birds Aren't Real resonates with millennials because this is the first generation that has ever dealt with such a bombardment of information and interactions. We are constantly seeing the best of and worst of everything. We see so many extremes and so many opinions, vast extremes and no gray areas in the middle that are the reality, that are reality, rather. We see everyone's opinions all the time in an unnatural way that's not human. Um, did they actually call him a millennial? Yep. Uh, it's, so, you know, not, not the last 30, you know, years, like, sorry, let me rephrase. Millennials aren't 20. They're they're not anymore. They're well, they're Michael. Their, uh, it's it's a different age group. Those are Gen Zers. I think you you may have missed the boat here, and that all they needed was something that they could tag in the article so that people will get oh. it when they click on it. Oh and yeah, I didn't think you about that who have studied the tubes of you and yeah. the algorithms. You know, they're probably just throwing random because they have yet to really push the the hashtag movement of you know whatever it is that you are claiming. Zillennials. Uh, zoomers i i have heard that zoomers so it is pretty good zoomers is good (laughs) um i really liked this article what i originally was going to do is what we're going to do next which on their page birdsaren'treal.com i believe i'll I'll double check it here in a second Mm -hmm. um they have a history they wrote a they wrote their history on their website and it is lengthy um so i went through um i actually have a little bit but anyway I was doing that, and I was going to frame it that I was going to make my lie like the ultimate lie, that they were 100% earnest in their history. Um, but that's not the case, and I found this this article, and I felt like the article would be a lot more fun to bring in, because it gives like nice context, because I like hmm. the post-truth bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like that's what's resonating with me, is that it's an absurdity to to like scream it out, and like it's been a really fun through line like comedically to randomly just be like well birds aren't fucking real so whatever um but i like the message behind it and i feel like now i will support them you know i will go get my uh if it flies it spies shirt um (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know it's worth giving them uh giving them a look for sure but without question i have uh i'm referring to uh their history as their sacred text that's just what i'm gonna say all right um and this is going to be a lot Mm. I wish that I could have just read the whole thing, but then we would have been treading into like two hours worth of material. It's a it's a twenty minute read if you're reading fast, okay? You know, and not speaking out loud and interacting with with other people. Uh, with Shane. Let's see, yep, we covered all that. <laughs> hey, I'm new to this, guys. All right, I, I get to be <laughs> no, the grandpa you're, you're looking fine. at my phone. <laughs> no, he was looking. He was looking uh, at bad at me. He was he was looking down at me. So I was trying to say he that you were always just is. talking to him. Because that's usually you guys. You guys usually talk, and I'm usually quiet. And I say I'm Michael. And... Um, it's a living. <laughs> it is, in fact, a living. Thank you, Iago. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to dive in now. In 1947, the CIA was founded. Its sole... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're a sentence in and cracking up. This is going to be good. I, uh... In the beginning. I sent you guys that text last night to buckle up because we got some wackadoo things to get through. Uh, I like it. No, I like it. My body is ready. In 1947, the CIA was founded. 
its sole responsibility to watch and survey tens of thousands of Americans suspected of doing communist things. This orchestrated stalking epidemic this orchestrated stalking epidemic went on for almost five years, and few were found guilty of any real crimes. However, it became clear in the early 1950s that the threat of communism was only going to rise, and a broader system was needed to track any individual who was suspected of such activity. In 1953, Alan Dulles, first civilian director of the CIA, made it his mission to ramp up the surveillance program, hiding cameras in thousands of locations and ordering his staff to plant them in areas that would be impossible to detect, and proposed a plan that would put cameras in the sky. <laughs> Ooh, cue ominous music here. Uh, excuse me? Ominous? Uh, yeah. ominous? Out, outside of ominous. listening to uh, that the Bob Lazar episode that Shane had me listen to of Joe Rogan and other, uh, like I've been listening to conspiracy episodes of the last podcast, I can't think of a better time for me to have read this than yesterday because <laughs> all of it, I was like, uh, Henry Zabrowski's bit on this whole long conspiracy thread was, coincidence <laughs> <laughs> so eisenhower approved the initial idea and asked him to return when he had figured out how to make it possible Dulles left the oval office and immediately flew to an undisclosed location meeting with various members of his inner circle to discuss the plan in more intricate detail it is believed that the initial plan for killing all of the birds and replacing them with flying cameras was thought of one weekend in may of 1956 Dulles and his teams hated birds with a passion and were heard on many occasions calling them flying slugs and the scum of the skies, as they would often poop on their cars in the parking lot of the CIA headquarters and, quite frankly, all over the D.C. metro area. Was was that quote bullshit? No. Did they really call them all, flying slugs? This is all written. Yeah. This the is fact all... that the word poop was there <laughs> made me raise my eyebrows as well, so I understand why you waited there, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend here is rather fika centric. Uh Pika. True. Yeah, thank you. Mm, indeed. Uh, Pika, you dead? <laughs> <laughs> Pika chew. Uh <laughs> Hey, he tried to make a funny. <laughs> Shaking my head. <laughs> I believe this is one of the driving forces that led Dulls to not only implement robots into the sky, but actually replace birds in the process. They did not need to kill all of the birds, and could have launched a quarter of the robot birds that they did, but the pigeons in D.C. at the time were absolutely ruthless. They were eating very well, as American morale was high. People were feeding them much more in public parks and on the street. This in turn created huge amounts of pigeon feces that would inevitably find its way to the windshield of many men and women, all of whom grew to not only hate pigeons, but all birds. In a stolen transcript from an ex-CIA deputy, she says, Yeah, the higher-ups were so annoyed that birds had been dropping fecal matter on their car windows that they vowed to wipe out every single flying feathered creature in North America. <laughs> you know, I can't say that I'm going to argue with that logic either. John, you were at one of my prior abodes. Oh, my house God. That I lived. Yeah. We had legions of, you know, random, you know, feathered nightmares that were Surveillance all drones? about the place. And yes, I, I if I could have killed them all on my own with the flamethrower, I would have happily done so because I hate pigeons. Rats with wings. <laughs> The slug of the skies. Indeed. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> sky scum, yes. 
In this meeting, they sought to kill two birds with one stone. (laughs) Oh, no. And remove all birds from the United States, thus eliminating their fecal problem. But also replacing these birds with billions of sophisticated robots, or robot lookalikes, capable of mimicking real birds in every way. Now, the document doesn't... I didn't even think about this until I just read this out loud, but imitates them in every way does that mean pooping as well well so they have to when we talk we about still... your townhome like those drones that were pooping synthetic everywhere, poop yes yeah. then isn't that counter to what they're trying to achieve but i think they're saying is that the you know the fake poop would be you know hygienic okay. and easier or, to deal with or they can always program them to not shit on their cars specifically. Because the Keeping problem... up the illusion for everyone else so they think that there's nothing wrong with the birds. Okay. I can That's see funny. It. I just completed... I'm not sure if you either of you have seen it. Very likely not. But uh, one of the few things that is trending on Netflix that actually caught my attention was the Fear City documentary. I want to watch it, but I have not. It's marvelous, and I won't ruin anything for you, but it's funny because they were showing what the FBI went through attempting to install bugs to track the mafia in the 70s. So I'm cackling at this in the midst of you saying in the 1950s that they had any means of like a sophisticated method of creating fake birds as like if you watch how hapless the FBI was with like trying to install these bugs. Oh, yeah. There's one that I'm not stealing anything from the show telling you that they had it out almost in plain sight hanging off of like a lighting sconce and one of the guys looked up he's like that wire doesn't look like it belongs there and just pulled the thing down <laughs> so I, if that's in the you know the 70s fbi attempt the cia was much more sophisticated here yeah uh that show is it is it actually as a show or is it just like a one hitter documentary just a or is it docuseries I think they may actually be doing something more i haven't checked it out but there's only i think there's only three episodes but it's okay, showing so, one season okay so it's it's easily digestible well worth checking out because yeah, i I'm very really interested. enjoyed it right on so in the interest of time uh the the prior section was almost a direct pull from the site and the interest of time because again there's a lot i'm mm-hmm. gonna paraphrase what's coming up next and this is this is where it gets really rough oh like if you thought it was a little like if you thought it was much before the this is much much worse okay all right tell me there's no time travel (sighs) almost oh okay um i oh i i made a note to include no lies in here except for all of it because it's all made up parenthetical Ah. lols get it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> little, little my immortal tag for you i'm so sad that that has saturated all of our consciousnesses oh, to the extent that it has goodness. i want to kill myself oh my satan by right, ebony printing out that script and making it into a noose <laughs> uh, that just reminds me of like the the george carlin bit about the guy who's trying to kill himself and he's just like well I'm afraid of heights. I can't stand the sight of blood. <laughs> Fucking oven's electric. <laughs> all right. The CIA had to come up with a way to kill all birds before replacing them. So they hired Boeing to make them B-52s rigged with 450-gallon uh, water tanks instead of bombs. 
The water tanks in the bombers were filled with a specially formulated bird poison that once consumed would give the bird a virus that could be passed on to other birds. Well, the, the poison... water never forgets. It does mm. not. Uh, the poison was sprayed from an altitude of 8,000 feet. It would completely dissolve before it hit the ground, which meant that only birds would be affected by its terror. And once a single drop of the poison struck the bird's feathers, the virus would take hold through the fibers and make its way into the bloodstream. The virus would then affect the bone structure in such a way that total decomposition of the birds would take place within 24 hours. Also, they alleged to have sent the Seattle-based company Boeing engineers to make these airplanes in Area 51 so that they could be as far away uh, from Seattle manufacturing as possible. Understandable. Yeah. Right. They called this Operation Water the Country and Operation very large bird but the reason they didn't go with operation very large bird is because at the time they were really worried about being sued by sesame street um and that is true that i i paraphrase but i that was in the article all right so, so Good it's just Lord. it's just this fun. is right up your alley john i can absolutely see why you're so attached to it now this is my absolute favorite part and the reason that it's my favorite part is because I was saying how I've been listening to a lot of conspiracy theory-based things over the past couple of weeks. And I purposely didn't say it earlier, but the main thing that I was listening to on last podcast, and it's what I just finished listening to this morning, was seven episodes totaling 13 hours on the JFK assassination. Um, it's a bucket of worms you didn't need to take the top off ever. It... it it's an amazing listen, and I highly recommend that you check it out, both of you. I uh, I already read the book, so I don't oh, okay. think that. Uh, also, I I almost I was like I finished I was almost finished with it, and last night I was like, oh, I'll I'll watch. They kept referencing the JFK movie that Oliver Stone did. Ah, okay. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll check that out. You know, I, I could probably fit that into the night. Nope, it's three and a half fucking hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so, get... so you haven't read eleven twenty two sixty three yet, have you? No, and that's yeah, another that's one that what I, I meant read. by I read the book. He is excruciating in some of the detail as to how things sort of went down, particularly that's around what Becky Oswald. Was saying too. Yeah, he he is very detailed in how he approached it. So you get a lot of you know backlog of what happened during that time frame. Ooh. Yeah. So the president at this time that they're doing the operations was JFK. And they go into a very lengthy prose on how after finding out about birds aren't real and the CIA covert oh, no. bird killing operations they he attempted to stop them. They don't claim they don't claim that this is why he was assassinated, but they don't necessarily deny it either. <laughs> Certainly didn't hurt. Reportedly, he was the only president in their history to this day to try and stop them. Everyone else has turned a blind eye, and Shane, you said it a mile away, but wake up, sheeple! The CIA has long been purported to have had some involvement in that assassination, so I'm very glad that we were able to lay this out right now Mm -hmm. as a possibility. But I think that feels like bullshit. Nope, that was pulled from the site. I'm going to go ahead and let you know from here on out, you, you guys missed them. Okay. So... Well, shit. Which I'm very proud of because when you guys find you out, you're be. gonna you're gonna boot me off the podcast indefinitely. All right. Well, There's no I've number. Nothing numbers that. based. Yeah. 
We're taking job applications for the third host uh, <laughs> posted after this episode. There's... Please have more personality than Michael. <laughs> we want to limit the applications, not broaden them. I like how our Zoom sessions are kind of lined up because it's least least to most. Ouch. <laughs> I, I I spend a lot of time preparing my episodes. They're just shit because yeah. I can't write. In What's... terms of efficiency, you can say yes. That's maybe true, I but... delivered that wrong. <laughs> um, if you're throwing yourself on the bottom, it doesn't work either way. No, no. You know, I stand by it. I didn't deliver it right. But as far as least to most amount of talking, ah, I'm on the bottom. On my session, you are. Oh. I'm, well, in, I'm okay. in the middle, and then Shane's on top, because Shane's always on top. Cause he's... Well, in, in my session, you are technically, you know, to the farthest left. I'm in the middle, and then Well, my daddy. So, none of these work <laughs> the way that my daddy wanted them to. Well, that We're was... not getting into that. <laughs> Sandy, I don't give a damn Smithers! <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> well, presidents. Now that I have really insulted Michael, and he's turned off his camera and walked away... Um, and I'm Michael, and that's the episode. It's not so, going to sound any different than it normally does. The editing will just be a lot spottier. Yeah. Uh, the- <laughs> Love you. Oh, my goodness. The history- Fury buttered me up earlier today, so I'm I'm fine. You can throw whatever you want at me. You said I do good. What, you're, the, editing, uh, you're so. the, uh, the cutaway skating family guy where it's like, what do you eat? Attention. You have beautiful eyes. I'm full. <laughs> um, the history of birds aren't real. Uh, then oh, I was goes... just about to say, I'm sorry. I, you know, if we're going for cartoons, I would say Michael's more the officer Bar Brady of this show. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't read. Hi guys. I uh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, we gotta stay on topic <laughs> go, a little go, bit here. We're it. gonna <laughs> take I... it. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the episode will be a little shorter. But I mean, you guys did ask for me to do a topic, and I feel like this is the most effort I have ever put in. It's so, appreciated. Very true. I get a pass if the episode's short. Yes, 110%. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the history of birds aren't real then goes to point out other moments in history that the government used as cover-up for killing more birds and replacing them with bird-like spy drones. An example that they get into, and it was really hard to... It was very, very nonsensical. But they went in and they started talking about a certain uh, material that they needed to make the drones. Uh, it had some ridiculous name, almost as ridiculous as, like, unobtainium. Uh, uh, I was going to say, is it unobtainium? But it essentially was, a, a, like, an ore that they needed. In speci- and they found those sites in spades in Vietnam. So they go in and they start describing... <laughs> How the Vietnam War was basically just a front so that the U.S. could invade and, you know, get the supplies they needed to continue this. Um, Now, this is where I should stop because it's a pretty good amount of of information, but I like how they ended their history. Like, the the last couple paragraphs of what they wrote. Um, Also, I admit here that it kind of this whole thing kind of to me reads like a nathan for you episode pitch if you've ever watched the show where he comes into a business it's a show on comedy central with nathan fielder and he'll come into failing businesses and he'll propose ideas on how to make them successful but they're very Uh, contrary to success the one that you showed us where he was recommending a poop flavored uh, frozen yogurt yep so this all seems like a nathan for you sketch to me that he just came into the u.s government <laughs> or to the to like alan Dulles and was like 
So your car keeps getting pooped on. You could just kill all the birds in America. <laughs> um, Makes sense. So, this is all. This is how. This is how the history ends for now, and it, it kind of dates itself a little bit. But I mean, it feels like you've been droning on for an hour now. So, what ha. am I, Michael? Ha! And I'm Michael. <laughs> I had to get one pun out here. You knew that it was just building up. Uh huh. A common question that we get a lot is, how do the birds not fly out of the United States to Mexico and Canada? Great question. While the majority of the birds are programmed to not cross over into these countries, there are some that still venture into these countries for a few reasons. Picking up drugs, cocaine, marijuana, etc. for eventual delivery into the lower class segments of our major cities... The government will do anything they can to maintain control over its citizens, even getting them hooked on drugs. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Another reason is simple keeping tabs on U.S. citizens who go on vacation. Any bird you see flying across the U.S. borders to either Mexico or Canada is simply tracking an American citizen who has traveled outside the United States. However... There is currently nothing keeping a bird from Canada or Mexico from traveling inside America, which is why there will never be a 100% robot bird population. It will most likely hover around 95%, as birds are always flying in from our neighboring countries. Hmm. This may change soon, however. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. You can almost feel the Cheeto dust spiral. Yes, I can. In 2016, President Trump announced that if he was elected, he will build a wall between Mexico and the United States. You may believe the mainstream media and Trump's lies when you hear that the wall will be designed to keep illegal immigrants out of the United States, but that is false. The wall will actually be encapsulated with thousands of microwave guns that can track any bird entering the United States and shoot it with harsh microwaves, which destroy the bird's ability to fly, and will leave it deceased in under a few hours. This is also what the president proposed as a way to cure COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Zing! I hope this does not shock you too much after all. If you've made it this far in the reading, your entire view on this country has been totally reframed. And that is what I have for <laughs> how birds are real. Well, kudos. Beautiful. I, I love it. The microwave waves. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was that, going that to was say. That was good. It just cooks the chicken or cooks the pigeon, lands right in a plate. Done. I was waiting for the whole, you know, the reason the Cold War uh, started was not, in fact, due to our, you know, attempting to really fight communism. I'm... I am sure that that is on the history, but I'm not kidding. It was a very decent amount of writing on there that I just kind of like was just chunking out and paraphrasing because if I would have had a week, if I would have thought about this a week ago when you asked me what next, Hmm. I would have spent the last week taking even more. Uh, But this is what you get, Michael, uh, with 24 hours of prep. You know, you only offer that because you were afraid I was going to do a two-part science episode. I was I, terrified of a two-part science episode. And <laughs> I already swore off of that. You won't get any more science unless it's something I can do in 20 minutes. When you can prove to me that science. science is real, 
then I will let you present on science because a lot of you scientists out there are saying a lot of a lot of bull mess about this COVID stuff. Yeah, like we gotta support the one the that one doctor that Trump uh put his backing behind. Uh, I think oh the one that says that uh, demon semen is the uh, the cure for Demi- COVID and alien DNA. There we go. Uh, but but I think no, I think alien DNA is what is supposed to is put in vaccines to make us uh, not religious. I think that's what I overheard. I, I have to tell you not to cut you no, off, but you you stumbled across my brand new metal band name. Demon Seaman. So I w- Demon Seaman <laughs> is going to be opening for Gushing Grannies uh, on the right. world tour next year, and I'm a little upset that that was released before it was intended. It's a premature Oops. ejaculation, if you will. <laughs> uh, so, do you want me to say the lies? Do you have any last stabs for me? I have no stabs. Uh, w- it, all of this is so ridiculous that I it's think all you based could skirt on anything yeah. by. Yeah. The main reason that I brought the article in is so I could have something to insert lies into. Mm. So the ah. article itself is real, but all of the lies come purely from the article. All right. Okay. Um, so the first lie, um, the quote that Mikendo said about uh, being 100% real um it gives a lot of legitimacy to the three words birds aren't real i tacked on him also saying uh that we needed to be more honest and that sea life also needs to be questioned ah all right also the group claims the u.s government russia and china russia and china were it's purely u.s and then i realized and i was hoping that it might possibly happen that throughout you'd be like oh i'm hearing things about them not entering into the u.s but whatever so yeah russia and china nothing to do with it and then also, Mikendo never said that he also hopes to achieve his parents' love and adoration. He only, <laughs> he only, he only wants it to be an awareness movement um, to go towards public unity through the disbelief in avian beings. All right. So kudos to you, my friend. Cool. That is, uh, I think it's it. probably the first episode in a good long while where there has been a clean sweep. I think we've uh, we've had the lies getting picked yeah. out. Also, a bit. I didn't say mm-hmm. numbers, and I took the Shane Hunt approach. I think. I don't know if Michael's done it, but Shane, it's one of your best lying techniques is either in fake quotes, either entire paragraphs, which is just mind boggling to me because I tried to think of whole paragraphs to throw in like to the article. And I was just like, I, I don't know how to frame this. Like, it's ridiculous, but everything that I'm, I could say would be more or two less. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done quote, I've done quote lies. Uh, the, the, uh, the World War II heavy water one, I had quotes there. You know, I know you like to repress that knowledge and forget about it. Yeah, exactly. I was say, I was in a state of, you know, enhanced delirium for the entirety of recording that. Of course. Yeah. I saw a meme that, just getting back to the, uh, the demon semen, uh, bit, I saw a meme that made too much sense to my brain and it's probably like the number one. I believe and, we are calling those Maymays here, John. Oh, yeah, Maymay. I saw a, a Maymay, and it said, you're not worth microchipping. It was just someone holding up a sign saying, you're yes. not worth microchipping. <laughs> prove, prove me wrong. Yeah. Or convince me otherwise. It. Yes, it was beautiful. I love it. And it, it's going to happen. Like, we need to buckle up, because in the coming months, it, the next war is going to be between anti-vaxxers and vaxxers, like a literal war. And they're oh. going to be coughing, and we're going to be shooting vaccine needles. Uh. Well, you know, 
someone's dad did not fight and die for this country so that they would have to wear a mask. Oh my god. Uh, oh yes, the negotiator. You you uh, <laughs> <laughs> That tickled me ridiculously. Good, the negotiator. <laughs> oh, I don't Except have for you, it anymore. you look you look up any like World War 1 like them coming home and you see like all these army vets coming home during the major Spanish flu all wearing masks. It's like, oh, they 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 stood up for what they believed in. They believed in not dying, so they did. They did stand up for that. Well, some of us want to die, Michael. Like uh, Ebony Darkness Dimension Raven Away. Not taking your segue yet. <laughs> no, I, I'm also not going there because we are, you know, to prevent us being a little shorter this week, I am going to step up and be the hero as per usual because this is oh, why I overprepare. Great off. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't let I me have, fall on this. Oh, God damn it. I have oh. so many fuck Mary kills here, boys. Oh shit! That I <laughs> we have forgotten. Oh, it has, yeah. It's been a long while since I fucked yeah. married or killed. Exactly. Yeah. And this week, I'm going to choose one because uh, I'm upset that we keep passing over the things that I'm particularly tickled by. So, <laughs> oh, uh, where's the Jedi? Wait, there's. N- I want the Jedi again. <laughs> We're holding off on the Jedi edition here, gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to go between either the monster. Or the killer edition, because I feel like I have to sort of attempt to tempt okay. you into the hallway here. Now you have to you have to give us one thing to help decide, and that's how esoteric are the options. Not like, at are all. these are these like everyone's gonna know the monsters, everyone's gonna know the killers? Yes. So I will know them? Yes. Presumably. Okay. If you do not, <laughs> I will go because as I said, I'm not lacking for any of these, so I can fly things around. But I kept them together because they are thematic. That's fair. Uh, so I think we can get through a few of these if you, know, if can, you yeah, play along yeah. with me. So the I'm first down. one I'm going to give you as an option here for Monster Edition because I have wanted to play around with this one for a second since I you talked about it with Melissa because she helped me on this. Monster Edition. Fuck, Mary kill. Chucky, the Annabelle doll, or the dummy from Goosebumps? Okay, so this seems like it could be problematic. Um, are we? I, I got him. <laughs> oh, sorry. I got him. And He's I like, have I've weird been looking at dolls for months now. Well, okay, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the hold, uh, hold on. Can I ask a question? <laughs> no, I'm ready. I must I must no, release. No, hold on. <laughs> I had a question for Shane. Please. Shane needs to clarify this. Fuck Mary Kill. I know you have a good answer, Michael. Are we? How old are the dolls? <laughs> well, are we assuming I mean, it's the demons, believe... like the spirits possessing them, which are like thousands of years old? So yes. Okay, so this isn't like this weird like I I found out that in in Japan the age of consent is thirteen, which why some no, anime I'm, is all fucked up. I'm not um, trying to slide any of you into the pedo one. I just wanted to watch your reactions when I put those out as possibilities. Just like my Japanese animes. Oh God! All right, Michael, I'm not tell shocked. Me, tell tell me what you got. Yeah, give it okay. give it hard. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the the doll from Goosebumps. <laughs> I don't know if it seems wild. Uh, so um, you want some you hot wood tie? on wood action. Oh, yeah. But you know what the um, nice thing then, about... I'm oh, sorry, I'm not going to cut you oh, off. No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll say them real quick, and you can say your, your two cents. Uh, then I'm going to marry Chucky, mainly because he's shown to... He's shown to be a dutiful husband. So 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You looked confused, and then wow. you started nodding. And then I'd kill the Annabelle doll because, like, I haven't seen anything about the Conjuring universe, but the fact that there is one, I just, I, I, I don't want any part of it. Okay. So. Right on. Shane, so anyway, Shane. you're saying Shane. <laughs> well, I mean, the nice thing about, because this is not my choice, so I'm not stealing anything, but if you are fucking the dummy from Goosebumps, you can control his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> True. Now, True that. I'm, now that I've had time to let this marinate a little bit, and I'm not worried about the implications. Hmm. Um, you're not a pedophile. None of us here are. It's I, on record. I would kill the, the Goosebumps uh, doll because... If it is made of wood, that's some good kindling. You know, you could, you know, chop that up and you could you could make a fire out of it. It would be nice. Mm-hmm. Technically, I know yeah. that you can make a fire out of anything um, if you try hard enough. Um, you can't make a fire out of birds. Did you think I was going to say that? <laughs> I can indeed, and I will. I intend to. You rub um, them together fast enough. And you can clip that for season six. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> season sex, more like it. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I guess i would just fuck chucky because i don't want to like i would i would prefer it's two kills in a mary i mean you it's know, catchy because, uh, i would I'd like rather just... just clip that i'll just i'll just fuck chucky <laughs> um i don't know i like redheads sometimes so like i'll, <laughs> I'll we'll get over that um and also like to michael's point like i bet he's buck wild too you know yeah um he's probably kinky as and shit and then i guess mary annabelle and I don't have a good reason why, just probably because I usually, in my past life, find the most toxic people to be tied to. So I would say the Annabelle doll would be the most toxic. Um, okay. And then also maybe it leaves a chance that maybe the Warrens come, you know, and I don't know. If, who who played the, you, who played the chick want, Warren? Like- uh, Fomke Jensen. She was in The Departed? She was, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, she was eventually widowed by her husband. So, I mean, you, you could have been lingering around trying to, you know. That is true. Trying to find out. Well, anyway, that was my, I can't believe we're talking hey, no about. One's, no but... one's waiting around for Shane here. I mean. Uh, we're waiting for you. I, I mean, it felt like you Baited were trying by. to put a cap on this before No, I was I putting a cap finished. on my response. I was oh, saying I I'm, I'm washing my fucking hands like you should be doing 30, little... every 30 minutes. I'm a little alarmed here that neither of you chose the female of this contingent if you're going to have sex with anything. So... Becky described to me this week that sexuality is a spectrum. So if I want to have sex with a male doll, I'm going to have sex with a male doll. Yeah, it's a fine point. Especially one with a, uh, a movable mouth, an adjustable mouth. In- like... Indeed. And, well, anything's I was... a hole if you try hard enough. I was about to say, I've proven over the course of my life I can have sex with anything. So... <laughs> This if it is, fits, it chips. It is known. Uh, I actually talked myself into it. I think I'm going to also go down the route of, uh, you know, the the dummy is, is going to get a get a little wood-on-wood wood action there. I can't help it but It usually just, does. <laughs> that is the, you know, I can manipulate it, several acts into happening at once with that thing because I can, I can be the puppet master. I will control this entire thing. It's just a whole series happening here. Oh, quab. If only. <laughs> the human centipede. Uh, I... I want to try to kill Chucky, but everyone's tried to kill Chucky. I mean, you can't kill Chucky. It's unfortunate, yeah. but I would, I'm would. i going to go with kill Chucky if I can, because I want to be the one who's actually achieved that feat. That's a climax that we need to have That's happen. That's your hubris talking. Indeed. And uh, <laughs> yes, Toxicity and I do enjoy one another's company from time to time. So the Annabelle doll and I, the nuptials, I think would be beautiful 
and I've dated worse, so it's, it's certainly possible I would choose that as a lasting relationship. Uh, all right. Well, that that was a beautiful uh, way to run here. Uh, so, other things that we have yet to touch. I'm still troubled by the dolls. <laughs> all right. I mean, I mostly I just am excited to give you these options here because these have sat around for a bit, and I was very excited. Are you by trying the to? End. Are you trying to like purge these out before season two? Are we treating season no. two as like it's been like six months since we since we've seen each other, and we come back with like new haircuts? Michael's a dog. <laughs> How did he turn into a dog? <laughs> well, that won't be explained until season four, but uh no, mostly it's the uh, the self congratulatory I was very tickled by these when they popped up and now they've just sort of sat in a box over here without having been aired out and so I they're make a, sure they're still alive. They're a damn the weather song. It basically, you, yes. You gave us the cool the coolest toy ever and we just wanted to play with the box. Don't we I'm all not gonna play touch with it. the box? <gasps> What's uh, in the box? Are we doing one more? I think I'll give one more. Uh, Let's do the killers. I was going to say, do you prefer killers or we can go with um, the, oh God, we do the music edition uh, or the wizard edition. We have wizards, witches, but uh, the killers I was particularly tickled by. Wait, wait. So is next week the the final week of season one? Next week is the anniversary. Yes. Yes, That will be episode 52. I feel like we should do exactly. All right. I was going to say the exact same. All right. I would say you choose what tickles your fancy the most of the options remaining. All right. We are, we're going to go with the killer edition then gentlemen, because this, uh, you know, wait, the killers. I'm not, I'm not familiar with any of the members of that band. And the door is there. (laughs) I'm Michael. (laughs) <laughs> hey music reference I, I i can do that too right no yeah. you can't. Oh, that's oh. what i call music you marching band <laughs> motherfucker okay did you so. know that an oboe you could sit on it and it could make you cub that's <laughs> one time <laughs> at band camp oh uh, anytime someone mentions that i would always be like yeah so i used to play the flute and they would just look at me all confused like and i'd be like what it's a fact and you also fucked the stanford tree as far as i'm aware I wish. Ah, got wood. Here <laughs> we right. are. Killer Edition, Volume 1. Fuck, Mary kill. Jeffrey Dahmer. Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. Or Ted Bundy. Let's go ahead and put a disclaimer real quick. I don't even know how to, just, or how to, how Darkest to put a tag timeline. on this. Yes. Um, not condoning the killers whatsoever. But I feel like in our answers, you have to play to their strengths. You have to play. It's like it's like mentioning Freddy Krueger and not mentioning how hot he looks. You know? What? You guys get bad that's puns fair, throughout no, the entire a, fucking a, thing a and I can't point. make no, one no. burn victim joke? I mean, Freddy Krueger's <laughs> face looks like pizza after you pulled the cheese off of it, so... I thought you were being sincere, and then you just throw that in there. Well, I mean, and now I am, now is I am an offended. Iconic choice. It is exactly. sweater weather. Uh huh. Um, or uh, to be more topical, mentioning Freddy Krueger and not mentioning his scissor hands. Uh, okay. Why? So we have Dahmer. what's wrong with his scissor hands? We have Dahmer. You're just being problematic now. Yes. All right. <laughs> this is me. It's who I've always been. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair. Dahmer, Dahmer, Captain Sex BTK. Zombie himself. Uh, a D, uh, the BTK killer who had you know taken care of families uh, predominantly, yeah. and then uh, Ted Bundy who uh, enjoyed uh, young girls of a particular uh, persuasion, as as it were. 
Okay, now I remember at least Ted Bundy, because I couldn't remember the other ones either, but it, it's coming back now. Okay. Thank you. Oh, Michael. I was, I was going to be like, so I don't re- I remember those names, but I don't know what I they also did. like that okay. I'm shaming you for my depravity of knowing who all these individuals are and we, their particular MO. I am ready. I am like Michael with Give little it. dolls. Um, They're not little. They're like child Shut up, size. Michael. Not- <laughs> what? <laughs> They are. I'm They're trying. I'm trying to help helping. you. Um, <laughs> I would marry Teddy based on looks alone. All right, and because Zac Efron played him in the in the movie, and his if you look at pictures of Ted Bundy, he and it's what is said all the time is he is a mm-hmm. fucking monster. Also, but he's between- super handsome. Yes, and between the three, he is the most charismatic. He defended himself in court. He's very well spoken, erudite, like, and and seen. He managed to maintain a relationship through the entirety of this thing happening. Multiple, like people were indeed. Yeah, um, I would kill BTK, uh, not just ba- based on his actions alone, but also because of how he got caught. That's so fucking embarrassing. Agreed. Um, what, Michael, if you're not familiar, uh, I've talked about this previously, but he had gone for, I think, probably like a 20-year period without stirring up, and so they basically had assumed that he'd either died in prison or had been apprehended or something. And so then he started, because he saw people doing specials on him, he started to try to taunt the police again. And in the midst of sending packages and things, he wanted to get a little more sophisticated in his methodology. So he asked the police if they would be able to get information off of a disc if he sent it to them, having purged uh, the disc. Floppy, right? Yes. So he said, if I send you like a, you know, a flop or um, like a zip drive, would you be able yeah. to get information off of it? And And they said, oh, no. We would we'd not be able to get any information off of it. So he sent them one where he just did a silly wipe. And it had all of his personal information his from address. his workplace, his address, everything. And uh, and sent it along. So he, he made it scot-free for decades and then got himself caught. Yeah. And Dumb. and then um, I, I think Dahmer would be just a one-night stand. You know? Just one wild ride. And if you wanted to make me as... And... And kind of fits into his history as well. Uh-huh. I was going to so, say, you might not make it out alive, John. I mean, there are worse ways to go. I could have to endure another term of a Trump presidency. It's so, a fine point. So you'd much rather just wind up laying dead in somebody's bathtub for a couple of weeks until he had time to get rid of you. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Quick parenthetical conversation, Ooh, boys. Give it. All right. Speaking of being in a bathtub bloating and dying with one of my ex-girlfriends who i think now has gone on to actually get her learning uh in uh what mortuary sciences uh yes this oh, is okay. uh, clitosaurus rex's uh has been sure <laughs> um she got just blackout drunk one night when we were dating and to the point where when we got home she was puking uh just ve- like viciously vomiting into the toilet and, you know, we're, we're in a relationship at the time, so you uh, want to take care of your loved one. So I go, uh, and I, like, you know, you do the whole, like, hold your hair up, you know, you, you're rubbing the back, get her, bring her water, and then, like, is there anything you need? She goes, oh, some goldfishes. Uh, 
you know, just something to put in, you know, just bland ish, you know, like so crackers. you went to the pet store and, and bought her. Yeah, yeah that's and I made her I, I made her yeah, eat yeah. actual fish. No, I um, mean, that would definitely help you puke. <laughs> so we, I got her gold, um, goldfish crackers and she's eating them and disgustingly, like she's mimicking that they're like dancing on the lid of the toilet. Um, and then she'll just, and then she'll just throw them into the toilet and she's flushing them. And she thinks it's hilarious in her drunk state, and I'm uh, her blacked out drunk state, and I'm inebriated, but I'm not. I, we've covered this. We, I don't get, I don't get into that same same mindset for the most part, except for very rare, super rare occasions. Um, you're gonna need to clip this that uh, it's John going. I'm still sober enough to take advantage. Jesus, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, he tried, but he failed. She starts. <laughs> I don't remember, just like a dream, like you don't remember the beginning or the end, but I remember the middle segment of the shit that she started spouting, um, and it had to do with dead bodies, because she, I was like, why the fuck are you throwing these goldfish into the toilet? And she goes, well, because it's like a dead body, you know, because they're going to go in there and then they're going to like blow it up. You've never seen a dead body. I'm going to, and she, it was this whole tangent. So whenever people like talk about decomposition or like finding a body in the river, I think of that night. And now that I'm actually connected with her again, like on Instagram and we've had a couple conversations, I've tempted to ask her. So, Hey, now that you're educated, um, how similar, uh, you know, biologically are human bodies to goldfish crackers <laughs> i thought it would be funnier if she said you know people flush goldfish when they die and that's i'm mimicking that that would have been that would have been what i thought yeah i'm i'm sure if uh i think maybe Kristen, maybe Kristen has the video somewhere because Kristen and i very much like to have fun at people's expenses so i think one of us Fair. took a clip when she started uh, like ranting and rambling so that we could show her the next oh, day. But goodness. also it's like yeah. one of those ribbing your buddies, you know? Mm. But anyhow. Um, Speaking of which, in that same bathroom, I filmed you and another man in a bathtub drinking uh, a beer? coffee porter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, there was a foreigner in the background, if I recall. Yes, Urgent was playing, as I recall, uh, that I had on just for ambiance. Oh, I thought you said a foreigner, not foreigner the <laughs> band. And I was like, what the fuck? Yes, this is a random isn't... gentle. This is random Pakistani. <laughs> yeah. this, I, that's why I, I, I was wasn't very living confused. in a fucking hostel. <laughs> <laughs> there was a foreigner in the back. You guys done? Because I need to use this. Speaking of, uh, which one of you is tackling the? Uh, I uh, Michael's got to go here. I, I uh, shit. I mean, Ted Bundy wanna... looked pretty hot. I I looked up. I looked up their pictures. Oh, Ted Bundy. I'd fuck him. Um, I would say Dahmer Mary. Only because you, not to listen because this is this is interesting logic. Mm-hmm. I know that he will take care of my body when I pass. He'll leave no, nothing he, wasted. He'll put you yeah. in the freezer. He'll erect will, a shrine will, around you. I will. I, my body That's will be romantic. taken care for. Yeah, exactly. He care. He will care so much for my body that he will take care of it. With he won't just throw it out to the dogs. You know, it won't just be buried in a pile of, under a pile of dirt. It'll, it'll, something. Beautiful it's not come from it. His pile of dirt. It's our pile of dirt. And then I'll I'll kill the uh, BTK killer because like someone Reasons. that's like oh you'll never yeah <laughs> when when you when you're that cocky 
I feel like context that is really how he was caught. It was yeah. I feel like context on that one's really important. It is very, and I mean how he was caught. Yeah, Voldemort had him bondage. <laughs> oh, I mean yes, I I do understand now what BTK means, and I don't want to say it because I don't care. But let's also I looked say, it up. Let, you know, <laughs> so that I can do what we attempted to initially. None of us are condoning any of these individuals' actions. They are all monsters and horrible human beings, and they all deserve whatever you know tortures of hell has for them that said we are trying to entertain one another so that is why i bring this up yeah i feel like fuck mary He's... kill isn't supposed to be like an easy game uh, no you really actually fuck him no yes. <laughs> uh i'm i think i'm going to go with uh you know the the popular girl at the dance to make it a, a trifecta i mean bundy does have to be the merrier here uh, if you're going to be lied to by any of these individuals, I feel like he's the the one you could probably deal with. Uh, in hmm. insofar as Dahmer is so socially inept that you wouldn't be able to spend five minutes in a room with him, and uh, Raider is is uh, was a, a pastor, and uh, that's just not going to jive with my viewpoint of reality. So I might I get in a couple fights. Yes, one or two, maybe, and then you know he might try to you know, tie himself up and choke himself unconscious. So uh I'm I'm going to I'm going to have to flip the script on this though for the the two of you gentlemen. I'm going to have to go with uh, with BTK for the fuck because you know at least he'll tie himself up and I don't have to worry about the cleanup. Oh, I can just kill him I, right on the spot and go with it. I almost I almost went with the same yeah. logic. Yeah. Yes, and I uh, I've got to kill Dahmer because the man has proven that he's one he's he's inept with physical intimacy because he had to, you know, create sex zombies to keep people from leaving him. And uh, that's sufficient enough to prove to me that he's not the type of guy you want to spend 12 minutes trying to figure out how to make it work. That's uh, fair. As, lest he turn into the cannibal of Rotterdam and try to, you know, have, saute up my sausage. Uh, Ooh, so, yeah. 12 hours of Star Wars fan fiction. Yes, so uh, death to Dahmer, fuck the raider, and uh, and marry the Bundy. Okay. And I, and I could be married with children. Ha! Nope. <laughs> nope. Like it. All right. I actually get that reference. Congratulations. Yeah. You finally got one. Shane figured that mm. if you went fur like far enough back in time, eventually he would find something for you. That's the assumption. So that was a, a rousing uh, edition of Fuck Mary Kill, and we've Thank got you. up to our usual hour into the episode so i think that's a, a good enough time as any to let people go if they need to get out of here you also could have left long before now yeah this is like the people like when i was a catholic and you go to like you get the right of communion and there are so many catholics i'd probably say like half of the congregation they wait until communion which is about what 40 minutes in and then right after communion they just fucking bounce peace out um yeah. really oh yeah i had no idea huh. um also, I read something speaking of Catholics and guilt and depression um, and Michael being an old soul. I, I saw a tweet <laughs> and it was uh, any any uh, you know young adult who was told by an adult that they have a young soul. It's most likely on an antidepressant now. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> uh, just a little food for... Thought I I'm a, I'm a little myself. upset what? at myself right now. <laughs> As I'm looking back at this, I missed what could have been a barn burner. 
And I'm going to say it now just so that, you know, we can think about it and run through because I'm not certain since this has been proven that Michael doesn't know these people, we'll probably never be able to get through it. But, John, you'll appreciate it. For the uh, Monster Edition, Bathsheba, Valak, and Pazuzu. Okay. I know Pazuzu from the show Futurama. So, uh, <laughs> Pazuzu, otherwise known as the, the demon from The Exorcist. And then uh, yes. the first one that's from Conjuring? Both of them are Conjuring. So, Bathsheba is the witch from the uh, the first Conjuring film, and Valak is the nun oh, from Conjuring 2. Okay. Now, that that terrified me when I get through that one together. So, I figure Michael, since he you know, let out the bag, he hasn't seen the Conjuring films that would somewhat be lost on him. You have to have a picture of what Bathsheba looks like before you can really progress in this. Yeah, you should go ahead and Google that right now. Yes, you'll appreciate Bath- it as you get to look. Bathsheba. Uh, yeah, oh, I thought it was with two A's. Because it, it, that's It an is a biblical demon. name as well. Yeah. Uriah the Hittite. Ooh. All right, images. From the Conjuring. Ah, shit. Okay, anyway, you guys keep talking. I'm going to do this real quick. Okay, well, so I, I figured that would be uh, appreciable uh, because, you know, the Pazuzu face Ooh, would have been fun her. to... I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she's into some kinky shit. He's got you pegged, son. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to peg him, thank you. Uh, all right, moving oh, on. John, do you have a little preamble for what is going to be, you know, the uh, pre- the old, penultimate, the penultimate version of this glorious <laughs> installment that we have had for our season one arc? Like, you have any questions to ask us or anything like that? Yeah, why are you so fucking awkward, bud? No, um, that's that's <laughs> just who I am. I was born this way. All right, Lady Gaga. Uh, so- <laughs> Lady gag me more like it, Dennis Rader. Ooh, uh, <laughs> Michael, are you a voice actor? Uh, I wish, but no. There is a lot of evidence that you are not. Um, <laughs> I said no. <laughs> I can speak for myself. I am not a voice actor, and I have listened back and can confirm I do not have a career ahead of me <laughs> as a voice actor. Shane. You've had some, you've had some success. I, I mean, you know, it, you can call it that, I suppose. You were on PBS. I, I was on television for you know several seasons in in any number of capacities, not just PBS. So, uh, yes, I've sorry done some to voice simplify work. it. <laughs> oh well, no, I appreciate you yeah. outing the the PBS association. Well, the reason that I asked that is because for some reason, Michael thought it fit to torture us. With what I probably ends up is going to end up being like 13 to 14 hours of hell. Uh, where he took his passion project and his thesis, which is the My Immortal fanfic written by Tara Gillespie. Um, and he Jesus put it into. Christ! <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> and he put it into script form verbatim. Um, and then, because we've made him so angry over this past year, he has tortured us by making us read it with character voices. Uh, now, Shane is our... He's our ballast. Uh, you know, he he is the, the narrator. He's the point guard. He's the only one qualified to really do this properly. He has the most lines. That being said, 
he has to, he's reading everything verbatim. So everything that you're hearing is exactly how it's written. Down to the ones, down to the blocks, um, what have you. I feel like, how did you put it, Shane? I'm apologizing in advance. Uh, I don't remember how you put it. Mm. That one thing that the one time you said the one, you know, when you it was it was you had a metaphor and it was you know really well placed. Mm. And it was it sounded great. I can hear that doesn't sound like the abstraction in my head. The reason that we're doing this uh, little bit of fumblefuck intro to our cold read (laughs) of my immortal is because we are aware that if you are a new listener or a slightly new listener, or even if you listen to every single episode and you're like me and you forget that they exist. Um, <laughs> um, it can be a little jarring because we are done with the episode proper. We are moving into an entirely new segment. Shane will beg you to stay. I will say that if it's too painful, you can leave early from the mass and I no one will judge you. John has again heard, you know, two or three people tell him that they, they didn't dig on our, our cold read here. And no, it's he only one. To... It's only one person so far. And then and it's, you shared a bathtub with him. So you value his opinion. <sighs> we a were great very deal more intimate than most. with each other. And if you're listening, I know to I was this, there. I miss the phlegmy rumble of your voice when you say, is this heaven? <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It was indeed heaven. <laughs> I just, I had to clean it up. It wasn't really. Oh what I expected him to smell like. But. <laughs> anyway, oh I don't Satan. know. I feel like everything is going really, really well. And then you guys said intro the, the segment, and I don't. I blacked out. I don't know where yeah. I am. This is like dyslexia if you have clipped, you know, sort of uh, like, you know, a paper clip onto your tongue. And... It's like Sam gave me a little bit of her brain for the last minute and a half. But anyway, we are doing the audiobook that no one ever asked for. Um, and we have this installment and one more, and that'll conclude not only season one of the show, but the entire My Immortal fanfic, which I am so excited to be done. I mean, I'm so excited to hear the end of this story. <laughs> well, uh, allow me to to be the contrarian here. I actually had a conversation within the last week where I ran into superfan Steven. <gasps> Steven. And, uh, Superfan Steven had individuals, a, a particular individual with him who uh, started listening to the podcast because we were doing a reading of My Immortal. And she had heard of the, the story before and, and loved it and so uh, got onto the podcast train. So, John, I hate to tell you, but there are folks who have been waiting with bated breath for us to just shut up about this other nonsense and get to the My Immortal already. You're telling me that there is a uh, a small segment of people that fast forward to My Immortal and ignore the proper episode? <laughs> Beautiful. Myself I love included. It so much. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. You do not. I do. No, when we get through with the evening's uh, festivities, I go home and we'll take the Zoom audio and play back the My Immortal segment oh. with Melissa so I can, <laughs> you know, just delight in how ghastly this thing is. Uh, so it, it happens, it's a thing. All right, well, gentlemen, is everyone prepared to get back into the realm to bring our minds uh, back to the present or the past or whatever the fuck is happening here? Remind me where we've been. Well, previously on My Immortal. Chapter 38 took us on a ridiculous date to the movies uh, where The Exorcist is apparently turned into a fucking slasher film, proving that Tara has, of course, neither seen The Exorcist or been to a concert in the course of her life. Uh, because the film featured sex, 
between teens and a serial killer. I thought that maybe that was happening in the theater, but I guess it was on... Uh, Uh, Yeah, no, apparently this is what she (laughs) thinks The Exorcist is. And maybe, you know, it's one of the sequels of The Exorcist. I I have a feeling The Exorcist 2 might have had some of this nonsense, but... uh, Yes, it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, Ebony then inquires as to the proper method to treat an addiction to Voxamort syrup uh, and is told by Vladimir the Younger that it requires (gasps) vampire's blood. Because no one has seen this coming. Pun intended. Uh, E. Booby then attempts to slip Satan an amnesia potion, Mickey Finn, into his Nightmare Before Christmas cigar. What in the blood-sucking fuck? Did, did, oh, come did on. They... You, you can't tell me you wouldn't want, like, at least one for collector purposes. Did they actually make these things? I have no idea, but I can tell you that if they did, they wouldn't have uh, black pentagrams as the smoke. Certainly, well, red pentagrams uh, in black smoke, <laughs> oh, sorry, yes. you're right, you're oh, right, you're right. Oh, man, okay. Only to discover via Veloxmort's confession that because amnesia potions have not been invented yet in his timeline, (laughs) that their efficacy is therefore negated in the past. Which is a shame because, uh, as he points out, he was hoping to use one on her. (laughs) Why is he the omniscient character in this? I just appreciate that, you know, they somehow thought they were going to get one over on good old Volksamort, except he knows everything that has ever happened, ever, in his teens. Like Hogs Met and, you know, Hot Issue, going to Hot Topic. And bands that don't exist yet. Uh, Green Day. Yes, but we'll get to that. Uh, The two that... (laughs) The two twisted shits then begin to undress one another and engage in a bit of back row hanky-panky until they are interrupted by a prep woman who asks them to leave. Ebony then attacks and exsanguinates her. I am so rarely afforded the opportunity to use that in a sentence. Can you uh, define that, please? Uh, to withdraw all of the blood from something. A sanguinate? Exsanguinate. Okay. You've never heard that word before, I John? am now hooked on phonics. Yes, and you... It's a good word. Uh, yes, featured in season one of the X-Files. Uh, anywho. Oh. Uh, the two leave the theater to applause from the general audience owing to how hot the two look together. In case <laughs> you were curious. Uh, like, I would definitely clap for some people that would brutally attack a woman, suck out all her blood just because they look that attractive. I'd be like, you know what? You go. You go, I girl. I can see why this story resonates with you then. All right. <laughs> and then head out to his car. Satan then asks Ebony how she did that. So the man who can mentally transcend time and fucking space is flummoxed by the physics of biting someone to suck out their blood. <laughs> how These are very, very well-written characters. <laughs> Son of a... And she confesses to him that she's a vampire. Really? Really. All right. The two then go on to the concert where they arrive to find Marley Mason's show is in progress. Uh, they mosh to Duchy's a Crisp Sucks Our Star song before Mary Sue Manson then invites them on stage to perform. Uh, X Black X Tier X then breaks into a rousing rendition of My Chemical Romance's I'm Not Okay, I Promise, in spite of the fact that, again, I will remind you, this is all supposed to have been taking place in the 80s, where Marilyn Manson just discovered mascara, and Gerard Way is a fucking toddler! Sorry. (laughs) (sighs) 
I adore this. I adore this story. Michael has given me Stockholm Syndrome. I love it. It's my favorite. Shane, why is there a gun pressed to your temple? Because <laughs> I need it to live. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> Luscious, ever the fuck up, regardless of the incarnation of the Potterverse, apparently, plays the song wrong. <laughs> and as such, James Potter, or Samaro, for those of you who, again, want to flash forward in fucking time, uh, becomes enraged, and the group is then reduced to rancor on stage, uh, Snape, of course, being the apologist, and they fight. As the fight breaks out, Ebony is shot by Samaro's knife in the scuffle. This yeah. actually <laughs> happens. Yep. I'm surprised neither of you caught uh, that. Oh, I uh, just, I definitely... my brain has transcended <laughs> rational thought at this Again, point. Again, I've, I've blacked out. I, I, I purposely, <laughs> yeah, I purposely just ignore everything that happens. I, I tell Becky every time that we're reading this, like, did you, did you hear the voice? And she's like, well, sometimes I do. And I was like, well, I guess it's few and far between. It's out of context. And even if you just went by what you hear from me, it probably makes just as much sense as the whole thing heard together. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, well, appropriate that you talk about, uh, you know, just blacking out through this because that's what happens to Ebony after she's shot by the knife. Uh, she just, everything goes black. It's a knife gun. It's Harry Potter universe. Why not have a knife Indeed. gun? Indeed. I feel like it was the Green Hornet, uh, you know, sequel here, apparently. <laughs> but it's my gun. It has two, two nozzles. Why wouldn't you have it? Fuck off. All right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> chapter 39 introduces the trolling genius into the my immortal universe arguably uh, the best chapter yes by their own claims naturally uh and of course we waste a few paragraphs impugning the author of this inglorious fanfic naturally uh and then soldier on to ebony's death scene she is cradled in the loving arms of sweet satan and they share their love for one another because ebony is the queen of fucking polyamory apparently uh and then she adds that she will see them in hell quite sweet mm. yeah yes i teared up a little uh, well i did in my pants uh and then she shuffles loose of the mortal coil in spite of the fact that she's the fucking undead uh all fades to black yet again metallica is getting royalties off of this uh a brilliant and blinding light then envelops our beloved mary sue her body levitates and turns to ash Everyone then returns to their normal canonical characteristics. Uh, Gothic clothing morphs into robes, and the crowd breaks into the song, exalting, Ding dong, the Sioux is dead. And my heart had an uproarious bit of applause in it at that moment. And how? Uh, Only to discover the ramifications of the Gothic curse being lifted. John, you were saying? Oh, I wasn't saying anything. Ah, all right, well. The characters who had previously been dead subsequently drop dead on the spot. Harry begins to duel with Voldemort. A battle breaks out, essentially placing us into the climactic scenes of the Deathly Hollows storyline. And then, as a fun jab, Draco and Hermione uh, flee the scene and marry because the dish ran away with the spoon. Uh, all right. Ebony then awakens in hell. Uh, which is my favorite part of this whole story. Yes, indeed. Uh, where she is irrevocably garbed in prep clothes, uh, as even when she rends it from her body, she only discovers the exact same outfit underneath. She decries how illogical this situation is, refuses to accept it, and then begins to slit her wrists in hell to end the chapter. (laughs) So that brings us 
to this glorious penultimate installment of My Immortal, as performed by the Disappointed Podcast Cast. Chapter 40, subtitled, LOL, Someone Has Taken My Account Over. There is an opening note for this, presumably by the troll author, even though this chapter is a copy-paste of the second half of the previous chapter. The Idiot's Note. Well, this was in the dock area, so it might as well let the whole world see what the real Terra wanted to show us. Have a nice day. <clears throat> I woke up in Dunorse's office on a special gothic coffin. Hergrid woos in da bed opposite me in a comma. Cause Vampire and Draco had bet him up. Nur Norris was cleaning the room. Oh, me Satan, what's happened? I screamed. Suddenly, Volksamort came. He looked less mean than usual. Get the fook out, you bucking bastard, one one. I yielded. Thou hath not killed Vampire yet, one one. He said, Arngrily. Suddenly, he started to cry tears of blood. Al. Selective. Volsamort? OMFG, what's wrong? One, one, one. I asked. Suddenly, Lucian, Professor Sinister, and Sirius came. B. Lodi Mary and Vampire were with them. Everyone was holding Blake Books as. Volksamort disappeared. OMFG Anabi, you're alive. One, one, one. Scremmed, vampire. I hugged him and be Luddy Mary. The fook happened? I asked them. Oh my Satan, one, one. Am I lick dead now? I gasped. Inabi, you were almost shot, one, one said Sirius. But the ballet could not kill you, since you were form another time. But fangs anyway. One, said Lucian, holding Oot his arm. I gasped. He had two arms! OMG, I can't believe Vampir's dad shot you, ooh. One, I gasped. I think this is Lucius, since James is, you know, dead. Well, to be honest, Snap was possessed by Snap back then, said James. Yeah, he was a spy, Sirius said, sadly. He was really a death jailer. And he was such a fucking poser, too, one one, said Lucian. He didn't even rally know who GC were until I told him. Well, anyway, everyone tarted to give me presents. I was opening a Blake box with red 666s. Parenthetical. There woos a DVD of Core Bride It on it when I gasped. Nur Norris looked up angrily because he ate id goths. Hey, has... An enemy fucking seen Draco? I asked, Gothicaly. 
No, Draco told me he would be watching Hose of Wax, said Professor Travolry. He doesn't know that you better. Anyway, the Norse said you could get up. Come on, one. Mm. I got up suicidally. <laughs> same, girl, same. <sighs> I'm trying. I really am. Oh, God. I got up suicidally. Lucian, serious, and Provisor, sinister, left. I was wearing a Blake leather nightgun. Under that, I had on a sexy Blake leather bra, trimmed with Blake lace, with a matching thong that said, Gothic girl, on the butt. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that so much. You do see why this is you torturing us, right, Michael? Yes. That has to be incredibly small font. I'm just going to mention that. I know. <laughs> as I long as it doesn't my say my girlfriend if that made sense and as, she looked at me like what the fuck. As long as it doesn't say juicy, I'm going to be perfectly contented. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Back in. With a matching thong that said gothic girl on the butt and sexy fishnets that kind Hooked onto my thong. Parenthetical. If you don't get the idea, massage me, and it'll tell you. I put on a Blake fishnet top under a Blake MCR t-shirt, a Blake leather mini with Blake lace and Congress shoes. I left the hospital's wings with Be Bloody Mary, Willow, and Vampire. OMFG, let's celebrate. One, one. Gasped Willow. We can go see Hose of Wax with Draco. One. Giggled Vampire. Let's go listen to GC and cut ourselves. Six, six, six. One, one. Said Hermione. We opened the conmen room door sexily. And then I gasped. Draco was to here doing it with snap one 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 he was wearing a blake t-shirt with six 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 on the front and baggy jeans you fucking crap one, one, one. We all yielded angrily. Yeah, you betrayed us. One, one, one. Shooted Vampire angrily as he took out his Blake gun. No, you don't understand. One. Screamed Draco sadly as he took his tongue out of snakes. No shit, you fucking sook, you preppy bastard. One, one, one. Said Willow, trying to attake him. We're going to attack him? Parenthetical. You rock, girl. One. I ran suicidally to my... This is a real nice trend here. I don't know how <laughs> one... Do you run with scissors? Like, <laughs> uh, I just see her like... You know, the, what's... Is it uh, West Side Story where it's the snap walk down? But it's her doing that, just slitting her wrists? <laughs> She's... <laughs> 
<laughs> or she's just running into everything. <laughs> when you're a goth, you're a goth all the way. Or yeah, <laughs> when you're a goth, you're a goth to the finish. Or it's oh, like she has like a six shooter and she's like Russian rouletteing, like she's like spinning it, putting it her head. <laughs> oh, okay. all right. <laughs> Eating food past itself. <laughs> it expired a week ago. What are you doing, bitch? <laughs> all right. I ran suicidally to my room. I sexily took a stakeout. And I'll be now. One, 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 one. Screamed Draco, but it was too late. I had slit Maristus. With it, suddenly, everything went blank again. Scriptwriter's note. There is a note at the end of this chapter that I will include here. Idiot's note. Ugh, I know. Terrible. But then again... This wouldn't be called the worst fanfic ever if no for the fact that the writing standards meet the level of a day-old fetus. Damn, get him. Get him, Dad. Well, so, now, uh, a stake used to cut one's wrist seems like the most reasonable use as this woman doesn't even understand vampire lore, apparently, if we're going to believe the stupidity level of this satirical also, writing. Also, I like that we all got it that she was indeed running at him suicidally indeed yes got that steak though. that wasn't a typo a1 steak sauce it's how vampires get done <laughs> what if someone animated it i but took shudder it, at the but, thought but took it literally like i have never seen that all the things we just described needed to happen at once yeah please if you had a Kickstarter or something, I would throw unnecessary large amounts of money at it. Yes, to he watch would, it. He would, bec- he would start an OnlyFans. He would find a niche audience to subscribe to him to do ungodly sex acts to himself to fund you. And all yes. you can find on there is, you know, niches, from my understanding. <laughs> I'm not even going to fucking touch that. Oof. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, Bruh. All right. Uh, everybody ready? Okay, 41 and then a pee break. Yes. <laughs> Chapter 41. When I woke up, I was in a strange room. I loped around. I was wearing the same outfit I had when is performed with X Blake X Tier X 1 1. I looked around confusedly. It was Danorse's office. But it looked different. On the wall was a pike of Merlion Manzon. One, 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 one. Parenthetical. Just imagine that he is an 80s gothic band too, okay? Cause he is more old than Panic? Question mark. At the Dizkiko or MCR. And parenthetical. What the fuck? There was also a gothic Blake Beatles calendar with a picture of the Beatles wearing a eyeliner and Blake clothes. On it said 1980. OMFG! I'm back in Tim again! One, one, one. I screamed loudly. Suddenly, Satan... 
parenthetical. This is actually Voldemort for photo reference. Voldemort was wearing a Blake leather Jackson, Blake tight jeans, and fishnet pantases. He looked so sexy, I almost had an orgy. One one. How does it feel? Am I doing Gay Southern or Billy Corgan? Please, Gay Southern. I need it before we die. OMFG and Nobby, are you okay? He asked, gothically. Yeah, I'm okay for your information. I snapped, sexily. OMG, am I dead? Cause I remembered I had jumped in front off the bullet from James Gunn. I also remembered Sing Draco doing it with Snap. One one. I guessed that when I had slit me wrists, I had went bake in Tim instead of die ing. I know you. I could go forward in time if I found a time toner or da Tim machine. No, you're not dead. Satan reassured suicidally as he smoked a cigarette sexily, and smoke came all over his face. You're oh, a va- you're a vampire, so you can't die from a bullet. Come on now, let's go see how Harry's dad is doing. I knew that the real reason I didn't die from the ballet was cause I was from the future. WTF? James almost shot Lucy E.S. I said, Indiagolie. What the hell is that? Indigolie. I think she's trying to say indignantly. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I like (laughs) Indigolie. Indigolie. Oh, my. (laughs) Say it like a Uh, color. Yes. (laughs) I said, Indigolie. I knew. That James had really been possessed, but I didn't want him to. No, I knew. Yeah, I know, but he had a headache. He was under a lot of stress. Satan reasoned evilly. I guess that's okay. I said because James hadn't really shot Lucian. Because you can't do that with a fucking knife. Also, I know that Lucian would as in hardwood, (laughs) now have two arms instead of one. I walked seductively outside with Satan. Sudden I, I saw a totally sexy gothic bi guy. One, one, what the fuck? (sighs) I'm so shocked. I have never seen a sexy bi guy in the entirety of this entire story. It, It hasn't happened yet. It's untold. Well, that's because you've only been seeing sexy gothic by guys. Well, indeed, yes, yes. Unprecedented. In that, yes. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> he had bleached blonde hair with Blake streaks up to his ears. And he was wearing gothic black illiner. A Blake Green Day shit. Parenthetical. It showed Billy Joel with bland hair 
since it was the 80s. Blake Congress shows and blaggy... Blaggy. <laughs> <laughs> it started to break down my mental acuities. Ah. Blake Congress shows and black baggy pants. He walked in all sexly, like gird way, in the Vido for I don't three you lick I did yesterday. Parenthetically, one of Shane's favorite MCR songs. Ah. <laughs> I don't three you like I did yesterday. <laughs> Indeed. I four them. Uh, <laughs> and you could see a Blake tear on his face. Lake da umna in that video. Okay, Michael. If you want a challenge, I think you should make Hedwig, and I'm saying that you can go back and do this. Um, I think you should make Hedwig just shouting every line. Like, hi! Okay, I like that But better. go back, like, like just like, so you can preface your, your, your house and be like, it's gonna be okay, I just need to do these lines. But I think it would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, I've been shouting before. It's, it's, it's fine, it's fine. They, they know I'm recording, so it's all good. Okay, alright. <clears throat> hey! He said all quietly and gothically. Who the fuck is that? I asked angrily because I did not know him. This is Hedwig, one one, said Voxymort. He used to be an ex-black ex-tears ex too, but he had to drop out because he broke his arm. Hey, Hedwig, I said seductively. Though I was not trying to be. Lol, hi, Anabi. More grit. Okay. Lol, hi, Anabi. Yes. <laughs> I like it. He answered, but then he ran away because he had hair of magical creature. He was whooming, we'll come to the Blake prayed. Under his breath. Parenthetical, I know it is not 80s, but pretend it is, okay? Bye. I said, oh, sexily. That was Hedwig. He used to be my boyfriend, but we broke up. Said Satan, sadly, looking at his Blake nails. OMFG, I can get you back together. I said, fingering something I didn't know was in my pocket. A Blake cootie is what we aim for, Sideo iPod, that I could take videos with. Parenthetical, does any wound else know about them? They kick as. Yeah, it's called a fucking iPhone. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, my stars. <laughs> <sighs> okay, you can forget about your class for now, Hedwig. I'm going to show you something great. One. I led them to the Great Hall. Come on, you guys. She plans to. <laughs> Lucian, James, Sirius, and Snake were all in the Great Hall. Lucian wouldn't talk with James because he had tried to shoot him. Go fuck yourself, you fucking douche! He shouted at him. 
Draco is never going to be friends with Vampire now. One. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Samaro. Snape agreed, but I knew he was lying, cause it had been his fault James had almost shot Lucian. Be quiet, you guys, I said sexily. Me plan was working oot great. Oh, she's Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Now I could make Voldemort good without doing it with him. Now vampires, Dad, would never die, and... Okay, Satan and Hedwig, you guys can start making out. I said, and I started to film them with the iPod. Cool, said Sirius as Voldemort and Hedwig started to make out sexily. We watched as today started to take each otter's clothes off sexily. Samaro, Sirius, Snake, and Lucian all watched cause they were probably by. I knew Snape was by. Oh my fucking god! Voldemort! Voldemort! Screamed Hedwig as his glock touched Voldemort's. No, it's actually touched. I know, I just wanted to... <laughs> god damn it. Screamed Hedwig as his glock touched Voldemort's. But suddenly, everything stopped as the door opened and in came... Dumbledore and Mr. Norris. One, 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 one. What a cliffhanger, guys. I was not expecting the Spanish Inquisition and Mr. Norris. How is this going to wrap up? We'll never know. Also, are we now? There's no descriptors, and if we're going just based on canonical logic alone, or knowledge alone, Voldemort's fucking an owl. He can't be. Birds aren't real, John. <gasps> yeah, it's a robot that's a sexy gothic bi guy. He's having sex with Archimedes from Clash of the Titans. <laughs> it's a it's a plant. <laughs> the Russians have sent in a sexy owl for Voldemort to fuck. <laughs> and she didn't need to film them with the iPod because the owl was filming the whole time. Oh my god. True that. Jesus. Ugh. I have nothing left in me. <laughs> ah, well, that's unfortunate because we've, you know, still got oh so much left for next uh. week's glorious anniversary episode. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. you boys are primed and ready for it because we are going to celebrate a year of our being stupid together. True. Mm. Are we going to have a topic or are we just going to just shoot angrily I, at each other for an hour or some uh, change. I thought we were going to do the, uh, you know, reading the interview, uh, or at least one yeah. of them, the, uh, the the Hellfire Club interview would be fun. So I think we can do that. And then, yeah, we can shoot the, uh, shoot the old proverbial excrement and, uh, you know, see if we have a, a special surprise guest for everybody. Yes, and, I know, will be, be reaching out, waiting for a response. And then even if we don't have that, I have other ideas just to get people on there i have an idea and if i'm gonna hit up dewan once we wrap tonight after mm-hmm. everything tonight and, and ask him uh officially because he's been saying more of the stuff that he's gotten and if he's down cool i'll orchestrate with him or i'll bring him into our conversation so we can try and get it all worked out if not and if it's okay with you guys i think i'll just get him headphone splitter and we can have becky here to hear how stupid i am 
uh, on that sure. past interview. Or if we have other ideas, we can try and track them down. But hmm. we we will have somebody next week. We we will have a guest. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, my voice cracked there. All right, I'm getting, I'm getting too much in it. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. Or I mean, yeah. since Melissa's listened to every single episode, it's certainly possible. She is the purest of us all. She most certainly is. Uh, well, that or Stephen. 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 I'm not sure I would be able to coerce Stephen. It's possible, but I'll I'll see. Anywho, I feel like we forgot that we talked about something. Well, I mean, we do have an anniversary episode coming up next week, so. 52 glorious weeks of the Disinformed Podcast, and congratulations to you if you have survived Season 1, because it took a, a little muscling down, I'm sure. Only 17 years until you can fuck it. I'm... I'd fuck my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you do on a weekly basis, Michael, I assure you. Uh, this is like the Stanford Prison Experiment for us, apparently. We just wanted to see how much we could torture one another for very true we've done it congrats hey next week watch as the relationship culminates (laughs) Uh, well uh, ladies and germaphobes we sincerely appreciate you being here if you like what you're hearing here please go track us down on social networks please like and subscribe if you have not already you know we would love to bring this to you weekly if you're not already there, I mean, boost the numbers for goodness sakes. Please, for smash that sakes, like button. In do. And if you uh, if you like what we do, please rate and review. It's what we like. We, we need to hear from you. Yeah. Please. Also, we have Disinformed After Dark. Don't forget. We do indeed. Every Friday morning, you get to see our video podcast component of this glorious little show where we will throw strange hypotheticals at one another to have a rousing good time. And yell posse. Indeed. Posse all over the place. Posse all the time. And posse in the USA. And posse every day. <laughs> well, I believe that is going to wrap this glorious little hate-filled cummerbund around the thick metal section that is the Disinformed Podcast episode 51. Thank you all for being here for the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. So long and good night. So long and good night.